Welcome to Prostate Cancer, The Road to Recovery, hosted by Stage 4 Prostate Cancer Fighter, Jason Stone. Whether you're newly diagnosed, a survivor, or a loved one or someone going through this experience, this podcast offers a lifeline of information and support. Based on real-time experiences, interviews with other fighters and survivors, and discussions with medical professionals, get ready for a raw, educational, and inspiring ride. Now let's join Jason as he shares his path to recovery. Welcome to Episode 3 of Prostate Cancer, The Road to Recovery. Hi, I'm Jason, and I have advanced prostate cancer that has spread to my bones. If you're joining us for the first time, I'm sharing my cancer experience In our last episode, we talked about what metastatic cancer was and how its treatment is different than for cancer that remains confined in the prostate. Today, we're going to get more personal. This episode is about some thoughts I had while on the table earlier today for my sixth radiation treatment. Let's talk about it. So I've shared that I'm doing a hormonal therapy treatment along with radiation therapy. I have two different radiation therapy plans For the prostate, I'm getting 28 doses with one dose every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Near the end of that treatment, I'll be getting five doses to my spine, one every other day. Before you start radiation treatment, they put a gel and two gold markers in you. The gel's injected in uh, between your prostate and your colon. It's in a, So the doctor brings out this tube thing. It's uh, got two chambers in it. It's just like an epoxy, like you get that five-minute epoxy. And uh, But it's got a needle on the end. And the two substances go through the needle and join and form a gel inside of you. In the pictures, it looks like a little two-inch by three-inch mat. It's like a half a centimeter thick or so. It's called hydrogel and is designed to help shield the sensitive colon tissue from the high-energy radiation beams that that are going to be targeting your prostate. Shielding is important because the device transmitting the beam moves around you uh, while you lay on your back on a table. The idea is that it's always focused or targeted at your prostate. But since it's a beam of energy that travels through tissue in front and behind the beam, they want to minimize the unnecessary dosing, uh, the collateral damage to other tissue. So in addition to the beam moving around, the hydrogel helps absorb some of that energy that's passed through the prostate before it hits the colon. To help make sure the beam is on target, they have to find your prostate every time. So you go in for a scan and they tattoo you in three spots, one in the front and one on each side. They also inject two gold markers called fiducials into your prostate. Yep. Uh, The tiny gold markers, the fiducials, are about the size of a grain of rice each. They provide a high contrast image on the scan and that way each time they align the beam correctly for treatment. So you've got, so I've got, Gel injected through my perineum that pushes my colon away from my prostate, and that's going to dissolve in about six months. I've also got two gold markers injected into my prostate that will be there forever, and three single needle tattoos that will be there forever. Once all of that is set, I was ready to start treatment. To do treatment, for each session, you have to have an empty colon and a full bladder. The empty colon makes sure you don't have any material, any solids, pushing your colon up against your prostate. Yeah, I think that's the best way to say that. Uh, To do that, you have to have a bowel movement in the morning, and it's best to do an enema about two hours before treatment. I told you this was the episode where we're going to get personal. 
And we are. So, yeah. I take two magnesium pills at night so that I have a good movement in the morning. Uh, then I self-administer a, uh, it's called a fleet enema. I guess you just buy it at Walgreens or at Walmart or wherever, about two hours before the appointment. And so I'm doing that uh, every day of treatment. And so far, that's pretty, uh, well, that's a pretty demoralizing part of my day. Uh, it's also one reason I'm glad I took time off of work for these treatments. My appointments are gen- are scheduled. They're scheduled every day for 4 p.m., but so far only three of the six have been at 4 p.m. They do get moved around pretty often uh, based on the availability availability of the machine. And so I want to be available for my treatments uh, I want to help them, so they help me, right? So it's uh, getting moved around. I mind it. Today was a ten o'clock. Tomorrow is uh, ten o'clock. But generally, they're they're normally scheduled for four. So anyway, about forty minutes before my appointment, I pee and then I start drinking water. Uh, the thought behind that is, if you start with an empty, you have to start with an empty bladder so that you can fill it and time it so that you're just about ready to burst, but not so bad that you can't lay on your back for about 15 minutes. Because uh, you, you need to make sure it's full. Having a full bladder provides shielding for most of your sensitive bladder tissue. That's a bit, you know, because there's a your bladder, your prostate is right below your bladder. And so there's a bit of that bladder material tissue that's pressed right up against your prostate. And that's at a risk of getting burned, but that's a risk of radiation treatment. Uh, so make sure full bladder, empty colon, and then it's appointment time. They're pretty good at keeping their schedule, and they get me in uh, right on time every time. I go into a separate waiting room, and when they call me in, I take my shoes off by the machine, and I lay down on the table. A technician brings over a little hand towel-sized cloth, and they lay it over your private bits. Uh, and then you push your sweatpants down out of the way, and you pull your shirt up out of the way. And so that gives you some, uh, at least uh, the look of modesty, but uh, that's, that's what you deal with. Then they shift me around a bit to get centered under the lasers that align on the tattoos. And then they have me hold a metal ring up on my chest to keep my hands and arms out of the way. And I I sit there with my hands up on my chest the whole time. The machine fires up. It does a full, slow rotation around me, doing an imaging scan to make sure everything's aligned. And then uh, from there, they'll make some fine-tuning adjustments to the table from the room where they watch the scan. So I'm just in this room by myself. They got some music playing. We'll talk about that soon. And they're in the next room uh, watching everything from the scans because the most important thing is that the beam is hitting exactly where it's supposed to be and not hitting everywhere it's not supposed to be. So they'll uh, make the fine-tuning adjustments uh, to the table. They're going to move me uh, left or right a few millimeters each way as needed. And once I'm perfectly positioned, the machine starts to make a new sound, start to hear that weird buzz, and it slowly rotates around me three or four times, zapping my prostate. The zapping takes about 15 minutes. And it was today, lying there on the table for my sixth session, that I had some thoughts, some emotional thoughts. So it's important to remember that this is an emotional journey, and it's important to make sure uh, your friends and family, your close friends and your family knows that it's an emotional journey so that they understand you might get a little moody once in a while. I experienced a little of that today. Uh, But anyway... Uh, I was lying on the table, getting zapped, and listening to the music, and, and 
In fact, last Friday, my last session last week started off with a singer blurting out this tender moment, and I couldn't do anything. I I almost just lost it. We almost had to start over. Uh, today it was different. Uh, had a today today's treatment started off with a song called "Yesterday" by the Beatles. Now, when you take away the bridge, which I think is the right term for the the change up where they go from the main song to the uh, the idea that it's a woman that's left him or something, and you leave the rest of the song, uh, it is pretty powerful. Like that first verse, it really hits home for someone going through treatment, whether it's prostate cancer treatment, breast cancer, whatever. The all my troubles seemed so far away, now it looks as though they're here to stay, right? Because stage four metastatic prostate cancer generally isn't curable. This is uh, not, so the good news is it's not necessarily um, terminal in a soon sense, right? But it's also not generally curable, so it's going to be treatment, and the goal is go through treatment as long as I can. And that's where that uh, um, the, now it looks as though they're here to stay. Man, I was just lit, sitting there listening to these lyrics uh, was pretty tough today. Which brings back something I touched on in a previous episode. One of my struggles is getting past the what ifs. Could I have done something different to find out earlier before it spread to my spine? Yeah, probably. Should I have gone to the doctor sooner? Well, I was going to the doctor. Uh, I didn't know to bring up, hey, I need a PSA. And, you know, it was, uh, I'm 52. I'm not in the age age range where they're normally looking for that. Uh, the fact that I had one back uh, in 2017, uh, right before my 47th birthday, or right after my 47th birthday, it was... Uh, I don't know. It was lucky that I had it then. I just wish I'd done something with that information between then and now. And, uh, yeah, once again, public service announcement, a PSA. <laughs> get it? Go get your PSA checked. Make sure you are asking for that. If you're a biological male in your 40s or older, make sure at least once a year you're getting your PSA through a blood test and tracking it. It's the trend that matters. And this is something uh, I've seen in the, the prostate cancer forums. There are, there are men that are in their 40s and 50s finding out they have prostate cancer, in fact, metastatic stage 4 prostate cancer, with PSAs as low like mine, in, between 4. Because when I found out, uh, when I sorry, not when I found out, I was actually diagnosed after it was 6.9 because the diagnosis is based on a biopsy. And everything leading up to that biopsy is troubleshooting, right? Hey, let's let's make sure it's not this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And um, but I had this problem. I had the symptoms in March when my first uh, uh, PSA is, since 2017 came back, and it was what four? It was less than five. It was four point two three or four point five three, four point six three, something like that. And uh, that's not incredibly high. Like, there are a lot of men walking around with PSAs that are normally six, seven, uh, some even eight, uh, and they don't have cancer. And yet there are also men that are walking around with PSAs at two or three or four 
that do have cancer. So the value is not what's important. It's getting the trend, staying in communication with your doctor, getting the digital rectal exam when the trend shows that it's going up. That's what's important. But uh, back on track, should I have gone to the doctor sooner? Yeah, probably I was, Should I? but could I have said different things? Yeah. Would I have an easier treatment with a much better prognosis? Yeah, probably. Uh, does it matter now? No, not a bit. And that's where I struggle. I am working to live more in the moment. I'm working to deal with this each day as it comes, one day at a time, not make assumptions, not make decisions too far forward, uh, so and not constant and trying to get out of this mindset of what if, get rid of the what ifs. That, of course, makes the next verse even more powerful. Gosh, darn it, this was such a, this strong just struck me today, Uh, especially with the androgen deprivation therapy. Uh, The lyrics went on, song went on, I'm not half the man I used to be, there's a shadow hanging over me. Yeah, wow, that's exactly how I feel. So the purpose of the ADT, the androgen deprivation therapy, uh, taking the Zytiga pills every day and the Lupron shot every three months is to reduce testosterone levels so that there's no fuel for the prostate cancer. So, of course, saying that I'm in in an ADT treatment plan is how they tell cancer patients they're making them feel better or making them better. When they describe the exact same treatment using the same drugs for sex offenders, they call it chemical castration. And that's a, sorry, that's a kick in the gut. That's where the half the man I used to be feeling comes from, right? So the, the, the effects I'm feeling are the same effects a sex offender undergoing chemical castration experiences because it's the same thing. And, yeah, those are the, you know, I'm laying there getting zapped, and these are the the thoughts that are going through through my head, and I'm thinking, what are their side effects, right? Because uh, there are side effects to this ADT. So there's a 2013 paper titled Chemical Castration for Sex Offenders, Physicians' View. And they list secondary effects, the side effects, as osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, impaired glucose and lipid metabolism, depression, hot flashes, infertility, and anemia. Now, I've got several great doctors that are working with me to minimize the symptoms of those of most of those side effects, but it's the mental aspect that's a challenge. This cancer thing is an emotional roller coaster. Letting those lyrics soak in while I was getting zapped just about put me in tears. It's, it was tough. Um, but that's why it's important to have a strong support network and to do more than just sit around worrying about my cancer. I can't do that. That will make sure sitting around and just worrying about my cancer will be the, the surest way to not beat this thing. Um, for So this podcast is a therapeutic way for me to negotiate this roller coaster. And that leads me to my message for others. Get outside, go to church, talk to people, spend time with your family, put aside work as much as you can, and do things that help you and help your body. 
Your mental state is a huge part of the battle. Don't let your mental state stagnate. Don't let that dark cloud follow you around. God, this sounds. This is starting to sound. Yeah. I wrote this. <laughs> I sat down and wrote this tonight, uh, thinking about how I felt on that table. So, even if this sounds a little cheesy, it's it's not meant to be. I, I really mean it. There's. There is a dark cloud that wants to follow each of us going through this around. And it's up to us to make sure that we don't let it. Yesterday's the past. Be present. Be present in today. Do the things you enjoy. Uh, Make sure you're prepared for tomorrow. Again, thank you for your time. I'm working on more podcast topics, so stay tuned. I love you all.